do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of red pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Welcome to episode 263. Welcome to the School of Rock, and welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, and I am joined by the cast, the crew, Edward. Ella, how are you guys? Hi. Doing good. Yourself, bud? I am doing fantastic. It's another Wednesday. We can call it a a, a rockful Wednesday, I guess, as we're getting ready to uh, tackle the 20th anniversary of School of Rock. I don't know about you guys, but 20 years. I feel like I just went and saw this movie in the theater with my parents just a few a few years ago. Man. Seriously. I looked back at the date and I was like, 2003. That's not real. No chance. Like, can we just go back to when we were 13 and and talk about music videos and MTV and VH1. Oh, there's a thing. MTV. That's a heck of a different thing nowadays. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things in the movie. I know we'll get to it later, but he's like, this little thing called MTV ruined music. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Jack Black was ahead of his time. He really was. Man. Uh, uh, if you guys are wanting to know, uh, a few weeks ago I talked about a summer giveaway the summer giveaway, the end summer giveaway is here. Um, we will pick a winner in the next few weeks, in the next few episodes. The prizes you can win are behind me. The stack and cases of OKC soda. We also have some gift certificates to San Marcos Mexican restaurants. Um, so details on how to win will be on our social media pages in the few days coming up. Um San Marcos, you guys can check them out at 2301 Southwest 59th Street right here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, let them know that the Cinema Movie Podcast sent you and get 10% off your purchase. Great food, even better customer service. Um, let them know that we sent you and you guys can walk away with some gift certificates. Um, and then, yeah, social media. Uh, if you guys have not followed, go follow us real quick. We can... Uh, we have everything over there. We have past episodes. You can look up our archives in the uh, social media, facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the cinnamon movie podcast X formerly known as Twitter is cinnamon four zero five. And then the emails email bag comes back next week. The email bag is C I N E M E N nine two one at gmail.com. Uh, and keep an eye on the socials. Cause I will be giving away, a digital copy of Air, uh, the the true story about how Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan with the shoe company Jordans and Nike. So that movie, uh, I heard, is very very good, and it will be uh, digital copy will be f free. All you have to do is check it out next uh, in the next few days. So let's get off with our first segment, uh, Edward. Recent watches or recommendations. We'll start with you. Have you uh, checked anything out lately? 
Uh, I have kept going with my series watches. Uh, so this year I have done, what is it? Stranger Things, every every single episode. I've done every single episode of South Park, every episode of The Big Bang Theory, and now I am doing every episode of True Blood. Uh, so, you know, if you haven't seen True Blood in a while, go ahead and go uh, reach back out. Knock at the cabin. Uh, I, I know it's been a long time since I've been on, you know, uh, unfortunately, due to work. But, uh, yeah, Knock at the Cabin, that was a pretty good one. Batista, you know, uh, Rupert Grant, a.k.a. Ron Weasley, was in that. That was cool, so check that out. But, yeah. Anything you'd want to recommend for anybody? I know they can check out uh, Knock at the Cabin is on Peacock. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like I said, mainly series watches, honestly. I ain't going to lie. So you said you've been on True Blood. True True Blood's yes. on Max, right? Uh, HBO Max and Hulu, for that matter. I might have to go watch it on Hulu. I've actually wanted to watch that in its entirety for a while. Yeah, I've, I'm I've, on season five, episode two. I've never seen True Blood, but like when I when it first was coming out, I was working at a video store, and like it was super super popular. Everybody yeah. had to buy it. Everybody wanted it. Um, so now that it's easy to stream it, I might, I, might, I might binge it, check it out, just like you, Ella. Uh, what about you, Ella? Do you have anything that you want to recommend or anything you've watched recently? Well, we've been trying to introduce our son to new movies, and so far he's a five-year-old, and that's not going well at all. We haven't finished one yet. <laughs> um, we did finally, well, not my son, but me and my husband watched Yes Man. And that's just such a classic. It's so good. I remember going to watch that one in theaters and, yeah. It's just such a good concept then, and just rewatching it's like this is still amazing. <laughs> there you go. Is it like that though? Like Jim Carrey movies? I don't know. Like if, but like every time I rewatch one, Jim Carrey just it almost it's almost like wine. It just gets better the older you get. Um, it really does. I think yeah. it's just because as you get older, you realize like more of the life lessons that you should have gotten from it the first time. You're like, oh, they taught me that. Thanks. <laughs> Same thing with Liar Liar. Yeah. Oh, that was it, my it, movie, man. It, it's kind of like the, almost, you know, the same thing was like, yes, man. And it's just, man, a lot of life lessons learned by Jim Carrey. Um, so do you have anything you want to recommend, or has it just been yes, man? So far, yeah. We've we've been doing the Disney Plus, like, what movies do you want to watch? And animated and live action of course i tried nightmare before christmas that didn't work out at all he was like mama are those monsters real and i was like <laughs> no but you shouldn't be scared of them and then he got to mummies and i was like he's like are mummies real it's like let's just go on to something else we don't need to talk about mummies right now <laughs> so yeah fair enough on that yeah yeah so we're still trying oh what hey. Hey, I'm back. Zach joined us. Uh, it, I, I, I'll rapid fire go through my my recent watches. Um, I devoured all four Candyman movies. I'm going through the Halloween saga right now, just to get ready for some. I'm I'm trying to make it feel like October, even though it's still 90 degrees outside. Yeah. Um, I did I did check out Elemental with the kids. I don't know if anybody's seen that. Ooh, no. Um, did, you, did you like it? I thought it was okay. You know. Uh, I'm. I told somebody 
on social media about this. Like, I hold my Disney Pixar movies on a high, high standard just because they've never let me down. Um, but Elemental, to me, just had a little too much emotions. Um, I gave it a six. You know, I, I thought it was fine. I don't know if I'd ever want to watch it again. Don't be afraid of your emotions, man. That's all good. I agree. That's kind of what I was going to say. It, 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 gave me a, it gave me a tear, oh. a tear or two. Well, I, I don't think it was – let me put it this way. If it was too too much emotion is okay, you know, Lion King, Titanic, stuff like that. But I felt like the movie was just trying to solely sell you on its emotion. Let me put it that way. Yeah, that's kind I of what I was that. honestly. Oh, yeah, good. No, well, I was gonna say it's just a genius idea that Pixar is gonna say, "Hey, we're gonna do an interracial couples story around elements." I was like, "Yeah, that's that's a genius idea." Yeah, and what, after what were you gonna uh, say, was. The other one, Inside Out, was that the mm -hmm. actual yeah. emotions yep. one? Yep. Yeah. Once yep. once they came out with Elemental, I was like, well, it seems like kind of the same concept. So it's going to be really like hit you in the feels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the Candyman movies to me were were a really fun rewatch. Um, Zach, I talked to you about horror movies earlier. I think I'm taking out one of mine and putting Candyman in there. I just, I, I, I just, yeah. the new 2021 Candyman to me is just so. It, it's yeah, really it, good. Yeah, and it just it gets better every single time I rewatch it. And for it to have a five point nine on IMDb, I don't know what they're smoking, but no. it's well, it, it was strange. What what would you say gets better to you? Like if if uh you know if most people are saying yeah this sucks or this is all right, what would you say is getting better? Like is the story, the character development, things that you're catching differently? What would you say? Things that I'm catching differently. Every time I've watched the new Candyman, I catch something different that gets better and better every time the story gets told to me. Okay, fair enough. I think that's on I, Peacock as well. So if, if I think if, if if we talk about it, we could save the conversation. But it feels so much, even though he was just a producer on it, it feels so much like a Jordan Peele movie. I think that's probably the part I like about it. I honestly thought it was. I didn't realize he was just the producer. I thought yeah. it was yeah. one of his movies. He produced it, but it, it's 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 up there. So if, if I had to recommend anything, uh, I would recommend Candyman, which I believe is on Peacock. Um, I didn't like Devotion. Devotion was okay. Uh, I really enjoyed Lightyear the second time around. Um, what about you, Zach? you have anything you want to recommend? Yeah, I checked out uh, the Dungeons & Dragons movie with Chris Pine. It's... I it's like Chris okay. Pine. I think it, I think he's a phenomenal actor. I just I it was just I think I was already going in like I don't want to watch this, and so it was just a drag to me <laughs> the entire time. And then I'm gonna watch the the Chucky series that's on Peacock. That the season three starts here in a couple weeks. I'm going through the Chucky movies, and boy, do I hate my life. <laughs> I got through two. I got through three. Got through Bride. I'm on Seed right now, and it's no, no, no. Yeah, until you go through all. A Friday the Thirteenth. You ain't got shit on nobody. <laughs> we yeah, like we did true. that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You did every. You guys did every Friday the Thirteenth movie. And, Chuck, Chuck is probably the worst one. It's yeah. It's it's pretty bad. These are all movies that I was just pretty much forced to watch, and they terrified me for so long. And now that I'm older, I mean, I have seen a couple of them. Is it hell? I have seen a couple of them as I've gotten older, and I'm like, this is awesome. 
and Candyman was definitely one of those for me. I was like, keep that away from me. Like, I don't want it. But when the 2021 one came out, I was like, yeah, I'll give this give this a shot. Well, the funny thing is, is like with the Chucky movies, the first three, they actually try to do something serious and something scary with them. But with Bride, it's just, yeah, we're just going to do full camp. And it's just, it. he turns into um, like joking Freddy by the time they get to Nightmare 4 or whatever. It's just like, yeah, this is terrible. Why are we? Why are we doing this? I know I've heard the TV show is really good, but I just got, got to get to the other movies to do that. You got so. you got to go through heaven. You got to go through hell to get to heaven. Exactly. Craig, what about and you? And then, oh, go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry. No, I just been school of rock for today's episode. So, check check. Can you hear me? We yes, can sir. Hear you. All right. Uh, no cam at the moment, uh, but I can I can definitely you know, check in and chat. Um, recent watches for me, I am caught up all the way to Ahsoka, um, except for, what was it, yesterday's episode, episode six. Um, started out a little slow, but I'm, I'm really liking how they're tying in uh, kind of the, some of the stuff that they're doing in the episodes. I don't want to say too much if anybody hasn't seen it yet, but um, yeah, I like what they're doing with it. Um I think Ahsoka is definitely a character that deserves kind of her own arc to be able to tie into the storyline. So I've enjoyed it so far. Nice. Uh, and then just sports and football in general. Now, Craig, uh, did we ever figure out a timeline where Ahsoka is? Uh, yeah, so this is, um, I believe this is after six. Um, and they're they're talking about uh, Thrawn, which is... Um, what I have read about is um, Emperor Palpatine has always talked about a threat outside of the galaxy. And I think this is what they're trying to do is they're trying to talk about something that's um, never really been brought about um, inside of the, I guess, cinematic universe, but more so in the comics and books uh, side of stuff. And video games, of course, but. Craig, so, you said you've been yeah, watching a lot of you've been watching a lot of football. Craig, you've been you've been watching them them boys. Yeah, Cowboys look good. Cowboys look good. Not the Stillwater Cowboys, but oh boy, <laughs> I think South uh, Alabama. Mike Gundy, though he his his contract says he's pretty safe. Well, yeah, he's he's the savior of that team in town, so you know. Yeah, Boone Pickens isn't there anymore to pay that contract out. We will. Uh, <laughs> We'll talk. We'll talk about them Longhorns another day, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They look good. They look okay. Um, man. Well, Craig. Other than Ahsoka, is there anything else that you want to recommend? Uh, any video games that you want to recommend before we move on? Uh, like video games. Uh, uh this game called Party Animals came out on Steam, a PC game. Uh, I don't know if it's console, but it's uh, kind of like a animal beat 'em up battle royale type thing. It's pretty fun. Okay. All right. Well, guys, mm. it's been a while since we've all been together, and we're gonna talk a top five today. We are talking our top five Jack Black movies. <laughs> Thank you.
guys, we love lists. We love top fives here on this podcast. Um, we just do it every week. Yeah. Honestly, it kind of got hard to come up with a new top five every single week. So now we're just uh, sprinkling them on here and there. Um, but uh, I'm going to go through my honorable mentions. If anybody else has any, they can. If not, we'll start with number five. Um, my honorable mentions, Saving Silverman, School of Rock, Mars Attack, and I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Anybody else have any honorable mentions? Mars Attacks was definitely on my list of just like mentioning because I was like going through his IMDb and I was like, he was in Mars Attacks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was the funny uh, brother that was going to the army. Apparently he was also in Waterworld. <clears throat> really? Which I had as a pilot. When you I see was that just like, what the cameo, hell? he kind of just pops up out of nowhere. He really yeah. does. Like I, He had a lot of random things on his list and that's just a good actor. Yeah. So um, I'm a, I got three. I'm going to say uh, Shark Tale, uh, Nacho Libre, and then the 2015 Goosebumps that he did. I thought that was pretty fun. So. All right. Uh, Edward, you want to start off with, uh, with you? What's your number five? Number five, I'm going to go ahead and go with Shallow Howl. Uh, probably the first one I ever remember seeing him in, for that matter. Uh, Saving Silverman would be number two for that matter the, the the one I remember seeing him second in but Shallow How man I, I found it funny uh, a, lot of, a lot of different kind of uh, things that gone into it to make the comedy kind of wide with not meaning to have a pun there but yeah not my favorite, but definitely for me is one that is very remember rememberable. Uh, number five for me is going to be Kung Fu Panda, and it's so you know it may not be the best children's movie, but it it's enough to make an impact on you. And oh yeah, and uh, I think of Jack Black. If, if it's if it's close enough and it made an impact on me that much, like you're I going in and out, in and out better. Yeah, I feel like I have to put the movie in in that top five range. So, um, Kung Fu Panda, for what it's worth, is number five for me. So, Ella, what about uh, you? I think I think Kung Fu Panda's pretty underrated nope. for for what it is. I I think that's the case, yeah, because maybe there were so many that was made that they you didn't really get time to just soak in the original. You know, oh, it made money. It's a kids' movie. Let's put out number two and three. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, my number five. This is a really hard list because all the ones that I like know, I'm like, oh, how do I rank that? But um, the cable guy was like one <laughs> of the not really necessarily the one I first remember him in, but that was just like my show when I was younger and like kind of just rewatching. I'm like, yeah, Jack Black's awesome go. still. <laughs> but guy. yeah, and my, probably my number four would be Shallow Hal because for the same reasons. Uh, it was definitely the first one I remember going to watch in theaters and it was just kind of really teaching those good lessons and giving you some introspection as well, even though I was like a actual child. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Don't be shallow. You're like nine. Uh, yep. Okay. Yep. Like, so that number, sounds terrible. <laughs> number five was a uh, cable guy. 
Yeah. Zach? Uh, my number five is his most recent movie, uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, had a lot of fun with it. I think he was the perfect cast for uh, Bowser. And to be completely honest with you, I like I knew he was in the movie, but he didn't sound he doesn't even sound like Jack Black originally when he first starts talking. And then uh, of course, you know, you gotta love the Peaches song and everything with that. And I thought he was it was just a perfect overall casting choice for that movie and it it just works really well. So Yeah. I had the same experience as you, like as soon as the and Peaches, Peaches, Peaches start playing. It was like, oh, yeah, that, like, that, it's Jack That's Black. him. That's him. That's what gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I've just had that song in my head all day now because that's the only thing I can think of anymore whenever I think of Jack Black. Peaches, yeah. Peaches, 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 Peaches. Greg, what about you? What do you got at number five? Uh, not, number five for me is going to be uh, Tenacious D. Um, mm-hmm. Just the, uh, I mean, it's him and Kyle going on, you know, their little adventure and the, the soundtrack's super memorable. It's him actually playing a guitar. You know, it's, it's their band and it's just a movie that's kind of far-fetched about their band. So, um, like I said, soundtrack's super memorable and it's, it's got some funny moments in there. So that's my number five. It's a good movie. Uh, Edward, number four for you. Number four for me, I'm going to go ahead and put uh, Jumanji. Uh, he he was in a, he was one of the main characters, but of course he was still kind of a side character in a way. But it, he 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 brought a lot of good comic relief along with Kevin Hart, and even some with Dwayne Johnson. Uh, I, I thought you know he played his part well, especially you know with the little switch ups uh, that happened in the movies. Uh, I was about to say it. it it's kind of his niche or niche, but at the same time, he does it so well that that's exactly why they cast him. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. When you said Jumanji, I automatically thought Robin Williams, and I'm like, uh, sir, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, not, not the OG, but... I keep, I keep forgetting about those new ones. I can't even do the new ones. I'm like, I don't want to ruin Jumanji for me. I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're amazing, but I'm like, no... They're, they're he, fun. They get they they kind of touch on the old one a little, not the first much. One does yeah, but just a just a hint of it. So it, it does respect it, for that matter. Yeah, it That's, does. The Welcome to the Jungle does a, a nice tribute to Robin Williams, which I thought was nice. So number four for me, uh, Ella, you already brought it up. I'm gonna say the Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, it'd be higher, to be honest. One of the first movies that I think I really originally saw him in, uh, he plays uh, Rick, which is Steven's best friend. You know, he's the guy who's telling him to be careful. Then he does the background and the and the back work, trying to find out who Jim Carrey's character really is. Um, in most of these movies I'm about to name, other than my number one, to me, and we'll get, get into it later, Jack Black has always been the funniest and one of the best side characters. I have a hard time with him being the main funny guy. To me, he's, you know, and, and I, I might get hit in the knees for this, but I think he's funnier as the side guy than the main guy. And we'll get into it a little bit later. But number yeah. four for me is the side guy. Okay. Yeah. Ella, what about you? What's your number four? I think you already said it, but. Yeah, I think I'm just lost in the numbers now. <laughs> okay. It happens. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
Cable Guy, Super Mario. I guess Super Mario Brothers probably would be my next up. Uh, it, we already <laughs> talked about Peaches. I can sing it some more. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So number four is Mar Super Mario Brothers. And you know what? That's, I, I felt like I knew that that movie might be on almost everybody's list. But how impactful has he been yeah. to every generation? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like it's like he'll yeah. go away and then come back. Good. Oh, it's going on what thirty years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, Literally. good number. Good number four, Ella. Um, Zach, what's your number four? Uh, my number four has already been mentioned as well. Uh, the Kung Fu Panda series. Um, I think I, I agree with you, Johnny. I think it's been a very underrated series. They're very fun. It's a very classic role for jack black to kind of be like you said like the goof and but it, he makes it work um i think there's a if i'm not mistaken there's a fourth one coming out next year or 2025 so um i mean they make money they're good they're dream work so and it has a good surrounding cast with them and angelina jolie seth rogan jackie chan um they always have good villains like i think the second one had gary oldman as the villain jk simmons in the third one so, yeah, just real fun, and like you said, I think people got tired of them just because they made money, like you said. They just pushed them out left and right. So, um, And they, they've done a bunch of, like, direct-to-DVD, direct-to-Nickelodeon series and whatever. So um, I think it's a – obviously, it's a still valuable franchise, and, you know, it's Jack Black. So I'll, I'll, I'll watch the fourth one when it comes out. So I never even realized there was a third one until like a year or two ago. Then I I saw it at Walmart. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, there's a third one. I yeah, bought I think it. Brian, still, still never seen I think it. Brian. I think Brian Cranston plays his dad in that one. I'm, I'm almost certain <laughs> about that. Craig, so. um, so. number four for you. Uh, number four, I kind of have like it's a little bit of a split for me. Um, as far as of the movie, I, uh, I like Tropic Thunder in that spot, but I don't really like Jack Black's role in that movie. Um, so as far as actual roles in the movie, I'm going to go with number four, Kung Fu Panda. Hmm. Uh, same reason as you guys. I, I, I think it's a great kids film. It's one that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, when it came yeah. out, a lot of people weren't expecting it to do good things. And like you said, they're about to make a fourth one. So I think Jack Black um, has that uh, personality that can really be captured uh, in his voice. So doing stuff like, you know, animated pictures he's really able to make the character feel four-dimensional and not just kind of stale and two-dimensional yeah so yeah i think he's like this perfect kids kid. he's a perfect kids actor if that makes if that makes sense yeah yeah for sure edward kick us off with the uh, number three number three i'm following coattails man panda uh i mean you know there, there's not many other movies that can lead you in and make you kind of feel just like eh, for you know a minute and then all of a sudden make you cry in the first like 10 minutes and then elevate you the entire rest of the movie and yeah so and make you want some noodles you know and so there's that can make you want some noodles for some reason Naruto every time I watch Naruto I want noodles it's like you bastard. It's the ramen anime. Yeah, I know, man. Ichigaraku. Three-fourths three of the anime is them eating ramen. <laughs> it does always look so good, too. So, yeah, when, when you know, the, the duck's in there cooking up, it's just like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm going to pause. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
Um, number three for me is going to be Orange County. Oh, yes. <clears throat> um, okay. It's a, it's a fun, kind of raunchy, but yet PG-13 comedy. Um, I watched it for the first time, like, maybe when I was, like, seven. I think it was, no, I don't know how old it was. I, I, I saw it on MTV, but it's it's hilarious. It's got uh, Tom Hanks' kid in it, uh, Colin Hanks. Um, it's real funny. Lawrence is an older brother, and he kind of just gets his younger brother in some deep shit. He thinks he's trying to help, but he's a slob who wants to just get high and doesn't take life seriously. But, uh, you know, it's got a good message towards the end of the movie, and Jack Black makes it funny. Like I said, I think Jack Black is better as the sidekick than anything else, but um, I highly recommend it. Go check it out. Uh, it's not streaming anywhere. You can rent it for like three ninety nine on Prime Video. Um, this just got a Blu-ray release a few years ago, and I picked it up. So Orange County from 2002 is my number three. Um, so, yeah. Ella, what about you? What's number three for you? Um, the number three would be The Shallow How. It is, like I said, one of the – it is the first movie, and then, like, it was a lot of verse, like Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, how do you yeah. even try and make her any kind of ugly? It was impossible. And, um, yeah, just the message that it really sent, um, just how you look at people, that really helped me a lot when I was a kid because I was very self-conscious and just kind of hearing that message was, was awesome. Zach? Yeah, Zach. Number three, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, number three is uh, The Holiday. Christmas movie with uh, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law. Um, he's very good in that movie. He has really good chemistry with uh, Kate Winslet. Um, I think it, I think the only flaw with the movie is it's two hours and sixteen minutes, which it doesn't need to be that long, that long of a movie. Um, you started really on enjoyed Christ it. You started on Christmas time. By the time you're over, it's like Valentine's Day. Exactly, and that doesn't it doesn't need to be that long. Um, I think I watched it for the first time actually for Christmas a year, maybe two years ago. Um, yeah, really, really, really liked it. And it's, um, yeah, good Jack Black movie. So, what about you? The holiday. <clears throat> uh, number three for me is going to be the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, for all the reasons I said for Kung Fu Panda, um, you know, I think his voice acting really kind of, you know, is its own thing um, compared to like his, his live action. Uh, and the movie overall was just great. I think, um, you know, it was a cast that you were kind of unsure about, but man, once you heard that first kind of opening trailer with Jack Black coming out as Bowser at the little uh, snow castle or whatever, you, you were, you were sold. Um, so I think it was a great uh, choice for him um, and a great movie as well. So there you go. Awesome. Uh, Edward, number two. Number two for me, I'm going to be surprised if this is not on anyone else's list because I don't think I've heard it yet. Uh, Kong. King Kong, man. Um, it's one of the more serious roles he's ever had, uh, and I thought he did wonderful in it. I thought he wasn't necessarily a full-on jerk, but at the same time was extremely serious and was extremely deliberate in it, it, with the character and what the character wanted to do 
uh, his character was there for a job and you know an adventure basically. He he wanted his film and that's that's what he wanted. He was willing to go through a very strange world and hell to get to get to it. So yeah, uh, that 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 role made me look at him in a whole different light after that and realize that yeah he he can do serious if he really wants to. You know if he fills the role and all that. Yeah, he, he's not bad. <laughs> uh, number two for me is not Let me finish this pot. Uh, not Ray is number two for me. He's hilarious. He's he's that whole movie. Uh, the accent, the the wrestling moves he pulls off. Uh, learning to do some of that stuff. It's just it's super super funny. Um, I don't see. How that movie? I don't see how we've not talked about that movie, um, but Nacho Libre is like to me as funny as Jack Black gets. So that's number two for me. There you go, Ella. Number two for me is Year One. It came out on June nineteenth of two thousand nine, and I went to watch it for my eighteenth birthday. <laughs> it it is the funniest movie, and I feel like it's one of those ones where he's definitely the lead. But him with Michael Sarah is just, oh, it was gold. And like one of the first characters that they run into is like Kate and Abel, something I reference constantly. It's just Kate Smack and Abel. Like, what am I continuing to do? And, and that whole movie was just perfect. So Whoa. definitely my number two. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's funny. I completely forgot about year one. That's a funny movie. Um, Zach, what about you? What's number two? Uh, number two is what we're talking about today, Skull of Rock. So we'll talk about it here in a little bit. Craig, number two. Uh, number two for me is, uh, I agree with you, Johnny, Nacho Libre. Um, I think just as as stupid of a movie as you could put together, <laughs> he comes out and makes it work. I remember we went to go see it as a family and there's only been like a couple movies where my dad just was like completely like upset after watching the movie and then has come to realize that it was one of the greatest things of all time. It's Nacho Libre and Napoleon Dynamite. And so it was just, I just remember leaving the theater. My dad's just upset. Like, I can't believe I spent all this money going to see this movie. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I thought it was great. So uh, yeah, number two for me is Nacho Libre. That's funny. Uh, Edward, finish us off. What's number one? Nacho! Dude, I don't know why, but, like, that that's the movie, other than this, like, you know, I'm still up to my rule, but other than this uh, movie, well, okay, I, I'd say other than School of Rock and Tenacious D, because that's so much of more, like, his own personality, uh, true self, but Nacho Libre is just, to me, like, if you name off any three movies that somebody's going to recognize Jack Black from, it's going to be one of those three in my eyes. And with Nacho Libre, love it, hate it, think I'm an idiot, that's cool, I don't care, but that that one sticks out to me, and it always has. Even, what, 06, 05, whatever have you, even since yep. then, it's, yeah. So, you know, like you said, you know, him, him learning to do all the uh, moves, him learning to uh, uh, 
do anything of the wrestling with, you know, the Libre for that matter, or, you know, just, oh, they're my stretchy pants, you know, I wear them, you know, just the stupid ass accent, the, the plot of the entire thing, the costumes, the, the, when he, when he takes the, like, cornflakes or the chips or whatever the hell, crushes them up and blows them into her salad, it's just like, it's the Lord's chip. Are you serious? <laughs> like, this is horrible. Of like, this would be so just cringy to watch in real life happen, but on, on film, it was just incredibly hilarious. It if it was anybody else, if it was anybody else, it'd be horrible. But if it's I, Jack 100%. Black was able to pull it off, I don't 100%. see anybody else doing it. I don't, and I'm I'm not trying to up his game or anything like that. But like. School of Rock, I don't see anybody else doing it. Nacho Libre, I don't see anybody else doing it. And I, I, Kevin Hart, no. Will Ferrell, no. Jim Carrey, no. Even Sandler, no. Like, well, yeah, I mean, I, if, I, if you're you going, know, kind of mall now. You, would have to, you, you would have to think back in that era. And I, the first one that came to mind, which you said was Jim Carrey. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I think they're flops with Jim Carrey, even though Jim Carrey was kind of in his heyday at that time. It's yeah. just these movies only worked because of Jack Black. Yeah, and I mean he was the perfect fit for those characters to 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 make them awkward enough, funny enough, and then a good character arc. You know, just yep. just ju- just to go from one to a, a completely not completely different, but a different enough style that it, it worked. That's all. It just worked. So. Uh, if I my number one, it was it was a tie. I almost was a tie, but I'm gonna have to go ahead and say King Kong. Uh, we did a whole episode on it, episode 119. Go back in the archives, look it up. Fun episode. It was it was a near Christmas episode that year. Um, we talked about it in the middle of pandemic when you couldn't go out and do anything for Christmas. Um, (laughs) so go check it out, December 14th, 2020. Fun episode. Um, it was. I remember the movie very, very vividly. I almost didn't want to do it because of how long it was, but it flew by. Jack Black was perfect in the movie. Um, so yeah, that's that's my number one, King Kong. Uh, Ella, what's your number one? So I kind of cheated on this one, but it is absolutely <coughs> my favorite, and it is Mrs. Albert Hand today. <clears throat> okay. It is the very short scenes that you get to see in the office. Um, I don't remember what episode it is, but Jim and Pam are watching a stolen movie with Andy and it's Mrs. Albert Hannaday, which stars Jack Black and Jessica Alba. And it's kind of just one of those love stories that he falls in love with Jessica Alba meets what's supposed to be his mother, but ends up being her grandmother who is played by Cloris Leachman. (laughs) And so it's just a couple of scenes showing like him meeting Cloris Leachman and them starting to like build this love connection. And it's just the funniest things ever. So honestly, it's such a good role for me. Nice. Um, The office. (laughs) That's funny when they do stuff like that. Like when they make like a, uh, a fake movie inside of a movie or a fake show inside of a show. I want to say it was a Super Bowl, Super Bowl episode. I remember that now because they always brought in the big, the big guns for like the special events, and they were playing after the Super Bowl. 
So that was the one it's in. Zach, what about you? What's your number one? Um, well, Ed, Johnny beat me to the punch. It's King Kong from 2005. Uh, yeah, it was I, a really fun I episode. Do it. Yeah, you figured like, it out. <laughs> I was just like, um, it doesn't make sense because unless that's their number one, because neither have mentioned it. So I'm just like, that does not make sense to me. Yep, it's number one. Uh, we talked about it for its 15th anniversary. Uh, like you said, Johnny, a couple years ago. Um, yeah, I agree with you what you said, Ed. He is perfect casting as Carl Denham. He's the perfect Orson Welles type character that that character is. Um, and it, like you said, it, it's a completely different side to him. He's not being, he still has the, the Jack Black humor in some scenes, but it's primarily a very serious role for him. And I was like, yeah, this, this guy can act when he, when he wants to. And that's awesome. So yeah, that's number one for me. All right, Craig, you have the, uh, bring it home, bring it home, finish us all off. What is it? What's number one for you? It's the movie we're talking about today. I think it's a accumulation of a great story, accumulation of a great cast um, that has sustained throughout the years. It's a movie that's sustained throughout the years. Um, I mean, it has so many quick callback references that you can do with people, um, like where you know it's the the let's rock, let's rock. Um, mm. The the chemistry with him and the kids and the the adult. It's I don't know if there's a movie that does it quite as well as this one. Uh, and so that's, for that reason, it's my number one. Well, don't give away your grade. Five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hey, Jack Black movies aren't very good, so it probably is about that. <laughs> so in other words, you really love Gulliver's Travels. Hmm. It never I honestly don't ever like. I remember seeing it a little bit, and I was like, yeah, "That's too much for me." <laughs> and that's what we're talking about today. Uh, <laughs> the twentieth anniversary, anniversary of School of Rock. Um, I've gotten a lot of social media comments and emails on your top five Jack Black movies. Keep them coming, guys. Email is coming back next week at the end of next week's episode. So I'll go over all those lists next week. Um, but for now, sit back and listen to us talk about School of Rock. Um, IMDb has it at a 7.2. Rotten Tomatoes is at 92%. The Metascore is at 82%. And the Google users like it at 87%. Um, it had a budget of $35 million, and it grossed a little over $131 million at the box office with the release date of 9-24-2003. Um, so we're just a few days away from its actual 20th anniversary. Um, starring Jack Black, Mike White, Joan Cusack, Adam Pascal, Sarah Silverman, Miranda Cosgrove, and uh, directed by Richard Linklater. Um, after being kicked out of his rock band, Dewey becomes a substitute teacher of an uptight elementary private school only to try and turn his class into a rock band. Zach... This was your pick. This was your, you know, movie you wanted to talk about. Everybody else loves this movie as well. You kick us off on, do you remember the first time you've seen it? And what was it like for the rewatch? Yeah, so little side story with this movie. Way back in the day, I don't know if you guys remember this, but when Coles first opened, they actually sold DVDs. Like, it was just like a, like a shelf of them, not very many. And this was one of the movies. The Blu-ray? Um, no, Blu-ray wasn't out yet. It was just a regular DVD. Um, 
but I remember getting it and I was just like, I've always wanted to see this. Let's check it out. Loved it. And I, when I saw, when I remembered, I was like, when is that, when did this movie come out? 2003. It's like, Oh, it's 20 years. We got to talk about this here somehow, some way. And I'm glad we're finally doing it. And on this rewatch, I had a freaking blast with it, to be honest. <laughs> I hadn't seen it in a couple years. And yeah, it just all the memories came flooding back. And yeah, I love this movie. Nice. Uh, Ella, we'll go with you. Do you remember the first time you've seen this movie? And if not, what was it like revisiting it for the episode in a few words? I definitely remember watching it in theaters. Um, don't remember the specifics of it, but I just remember being so excited when I left the theater because I was that person. I was like, I want to be a, a rock star. I want to <laughs> sing. And I, I shouldn't be any of that. But I left that theater <laughs> thinking I was one of the coolest kids in the world and I was going to make it happen. And honestly, the revisiting of it, I haven't watched it in a long time. So watching it this week, I was like, wow, I'm a parent now. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. There's some scenes that we'll talk about that made you feel that way. Um, I honestly, I think I talked to you guys a few years ago when I first got the Blu-ray. Uh, that was the first time I seen it a few years ago. Um, I think it was 2020. Um, they had like four or five Jack Black movies that came out on Blu-ray and I went and picked them up and this was one of them. Um, I had a blast. It was, it was a funny movie. I laughed nonstop. Um, this, this time around, it was still this kind of the same thing. There was like a scene or two where I was twiddling my thumbs, but it might've just been me, but, uh, I still had a fun ride with it. Um, Craig, what about you? Do you remember the first time you've seen it or if not, just what was it like we watching it? Man, I honestly don't remember the first time I watched this. It was probably, um, I know I didn't go to the theater, so it probably rented it or saw it on TV or whatever. Um, but just the, just everything about it, I enjoyed it, especially as a kid. You know, the, the songs are catchy. Um, it's funny. You know, the students kind of talk back to the teacher. So when you're younger, you're on that side. But then as an adult, you rewatch it. You're like, man, I, I really feel with Jack Black, you know, he's struggling to find a job. He's struggling to yeah. do a lot of stuff. And now he's like, man, if I can get away with this, you know, I can make some quick money. And like, we've all been in on both sides of the equation for this movie. So I think yeah. if you're able to relate to it like that, um, it really kind of uh, feels a different way, you know, once you watch it, you know, 20 years later. Edward, what about you? Do you remember the first time? If not, what was it like watching it this week? Probably had to be 2003, 2004, somewhere in that little area. Um, I did not go see it in theaters, but I did watch it on DVD. Um, loved it then. Thought that his songs were pretty cool. Thought it was cool that he trained, you know, all these kids to play drums or a bass or guitar or, you know, different stuff like that. And kind of even got some of them to kind of really do some good solos or some shredding or, you know, really, really good. Even a bass solo, if I'm not mistaken, you know, there, there's just a lot of different things that kind of gone into this movie. And to know that, you know, now I, I still love it just because I know that some of those kids <laughs> actually learned to like how to play those instruments, you know, and I, I thought that was pretty cool. And even yeah. the the kid who did the guitar play the guitar, he 
Yeah, apparently got he's, uh, he's in jail. Uh, he's in jail now. So. He wanted that guitar real bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I yeah. Yeah. I w- <laughs> yeah. He got he got caught trying to yeah. steal guitars. Guitar. Yeah. So I'm just but, like, was it at least worth it? Like a oh my god, like a Hellraiser Schecter Hellraiser something. He was like, least. I gotta get back to the band, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> gotta feel that feeling. That less pole looks perfect. But no, um, let's get into it. I mean, I, you know, obviously we just got done talking about Jack Black as, you know, our favorite films of his. But is this like the perfect role for him? He's literally being himself, but also, you know, still motivating kids in a certain way, in a weird way. Um, I think I think that the thing that really works with this film is his performance. And obviously the soundtrack, it's combination of the real songs plus the the songs of the kids and that they do that they do um and it just what, it brings like a very it brings like a magic to it almost in a certain in a certain yeah. sense of the word one thing you gotta understand though is yeah he makes it work but that's at the same time the kids do too yeah because without and you those, hate kids <laughs> these are elementary kids they're not enough uh, they're without, adults now they're adults now <laughs> that's true oh, it's so. cool but I mean, without them, you know, getting into it or even willing to, you know, go through and learn and do, it doesn't work because I mean, then you've got, you know, you have a young Carly in there. Oh it's yeah, a, it, it's the chemistry of the kids. The kids bond with Jack Black, and the Jack Jack Black bonds with the kids. And I'm sure on set, you know, while they're oh, yeah. doing behind the scenes stuff, he was teaching them guitar and drums and different stuff. So but, it, know, it brings a real authenticity to it. You know exactly. Oh, go ahead, Ella. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say about his like relationship with the kids. While I was just kind of scrolling through videos, watching the performance of the movies and related things, there was a ten-year uh, reunion show mm-hmm. yep. that they played, yep. and I, and then I saw that was in two thousand thirteen, and I was like, wow, time's crazy. But well, <laughs> they are all adults, and they are yeah. all like awesome, and it was so cute. Except and for now the guy they- who stole the guitar. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I was like, what? In 2013, he was completely normal. But uh, well, yeah. and I read, I saw in an interview, uh, Jack Black is going to try to get everyone together for the 20th anniversary in October. So I think that's cool. That's awesome. But and you that's, know, that's, that's what's true, Zach. You know, you said, uh, you said it, the chemistry with the kids and how perfect was Jack Black for the role. Like in a lot of movies where half the co stars are kids. You know, yeah, that's true. In 10, 15, 20 years, they're probably not going to be on the same level as their co-star or their the main star in that movie. You know, and I'm talking about stupid stuff like uh, Kindergarten Cop or other movies that have just a bunch of kids in there. Yeah, like yeah. Terminator. They, they may not live up to the star's hype, but if the kids aren't on roll with the star... It's not going to work out. It's not going to be funny, or it's not going to be a good rewatch. You know, it's not going to be a good movie. Yeah. Um. Same thing with it, like like how you said. So I think that's true. Yeah, it, I feel like in this movie, it's not eighty twenty Jack Black. It's really 50, 50, 50, 50. sometimes even yeah. 40, really 60, The kids. Yeah. And and you know it it really, so, you know, even though Jack Black isn't the main person on screen, the the screen time is still elevated due to their performances. And who knows how many people were actually inspired back then to pick up an instrument and go from there. Uh, As well as who knows how many musical artists these days 
you know, found a little bit in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was thinking as well when you guys said that it's just such a good role for him because it's just him. And uh, like Tenacious D, I was a little bit older and I didn't really appreciate his type of music yet. But mm-hmm. this movie, I was so young, it really did inspire me to listen to some of these bands. And I'm sure that was like his dream come true of a movie that he could just teach kids and everyone else about music. And to rock out. I mean, that's just like his ultimate goal in life. Oh, yeah. And Stick well, it to the man. Ella, I wanted to bring it, bring this up to you. You're a huge music fan, almost just like how we are, like movies and stuff. Like, you know, um, it's 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 crazy how an, an actor can have so much influence on somebody through movies, music, everything. Yeah. It's, it's it, insane. He's just such a well-rounded actor. I mean, he can act in serious roles. He's hilarious. He is the best character actor and that's why you don't really want to see him in a main role because he just does characters so well and he knows how to move his body like i know he mostly jokes when he dances and stuff but to be able to act and do what he does you gotta know how to move the fluidity he has is actually really really good especially for a a bit of a bigger guy too you know he's got good movement as well as you know and yeah, he, like you said, he's playing around for most of it, but there's still that that skill there. There's still that that yeah. that in, inert ability to do that. Yeah. And Tenacious D, I will kind of agree. Like Tenacious D is one of those things where it's almost it's almost like he does parody music yeah. in a way, yeah, because he, of how his personality is. You know, most of the stuff he does is metal. You know, and I mean, some of the songs he's put out, like I like, but with that, it was almost in a way a parody movie to where this is legitly like behind the scenes kind of translated to on screen in a way, because I'm sure he had, like you said, Zach, at least some type of influence on these kids to, you know, whether it was their playing, their playing style, what they did play, how they even, you know, kind of tried to learn for that matter he had some influence somewhere so well and and speaking of influence you know i i have the the soundtrack on my phone and just like just listen to the artists that they got they got the who the doors cream led zeppelin the black keys stevie nicks uh the ramones it's just like all these songs you know obviously are so pop culturally like everyone knows what they are but like when you hear them in the movie it's just like that makes sense. It makes sense to use them. It makes sense to use Led Zeppelin. The funny thing is, is when they use the immigrant song, there's footage of Jack Black, like, um, basically pleading for the band to say, hey, can we please use your song in this movie? Because they, at the time, Led Zeppelin did not let anyone use their stuff. And Ooh. so it's it's on the Blu-ray where, like, they say, listen... They're on stage. They're on the battle of the band stage, and Jack Black has a whole crowd behind him. It's like, hey, listen, guys, we love you guys. Can we please use your song? And you know, they granted him to do it. So it's awesome. That's the cutest story I've ever heard. I wonder if they still charged. More than likely, yeah. I'm sure they did. Yeah. But I I mean, that's what I would be interested in: how much each of those songs cost, because it is insane. Well, you. I mean, you look at it. The budget is 35 million for a comedy. That's a pretty big budget. I almost bet maybe almost three to six million was probably for soundtrack. Music rights, yeah. Yeah. 
probably. And probably most of it went to Jack Black, too, so obviously. But yeah. um, what do we guys think, other than the kids and Jack Black, which we talked about, what do we guys think about, like, the side characters, like Principal Mullins, <laughs> which I, I kind of agree with you, Johnny. The only scene that I'm just kind of like, eh, was when he tried to get her drunk and they put the Edge of Seventeen song on and she's just oh, like, see, oh I, yeah, yeah, I, go do I, go do go do your go do your field trip. I, lo- I, I love, love that. Yeah, I, I loved that scene. On on the like this, I remember before watching the movie, I was just like, I don't know, like that's the part that I was kind of like iffy on. But on this rewatch, I really enjoyed it. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I tell you who I didn't like, and I want to see if you guys' opinions the same. But I think she just played that good of a mean person is i'm gonna say sarah, sarah silverman yeah yes. her yeah. character i really wanted to just like turn it off i was like okay time to go but that, that is why it was such like a great role for her like it's not her being comedy serious it's just straight face serious and she did it per like she did it great and there was a couple of times on the rewatch recently that i could like kind of catch her break a little bit like she had a, too much of a smile but yeah. I mean, it was still really interesting to to wa- rewatch her being so serious. I bet I yeah. bet Craig enjoyed uh, Principal Mullins a lot, didn't you? But you're <laughs> you're a big Toy Story fan. Oh yeah, I'm, that's true. The, the the voice the voice got me. I'm like, okay, it's a it's a normal voice, but that you, face. Were, were you like Jesse? <laughs> give me a hug, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Um... I kept thinking of her. I, I was waiting for the principal to be like, come on, bullseye. <laughs> the, the, the biggest person I had an issue with was his roommate. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Ned, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's Mike the writer White. of the movie, Mike White. Is yeah. he? Oh, he is. That's yeah, awesome. he wrote the movie. That's funny. But yeah. That doesn't it, surprise me. He's really funny, but I, I agree that he just wasn't like, you could tell he was supposed to be the pushover, but I didn't feel like it was like, that believable yeah not believable and just like the with sarah silverman and jack black on screen with him it was just like you can tell there's there's two pulling their weight and then he's not really pulling his weight but it was it was obvious on the screen yeah i think part of that might be just the, the way the character is written obviously it's like you know anytime patty tells him to do something he's like Okay, <laughs> like, like he's just like he doesn't want to do it at all, but like he he wants to be what he needs to be for Patty. But at the same time, he definitely misses that lifestyle. Like when they're sitting at the table, it's just like this is you, you know. Yeah. And he's like all dressed up in like the kiss outfit and everything. It just you know, in a way that kind of reminded me of the uh, uh, Saving Silverman role, <laughs> just because you know they kept trying to get this guy that's well with. Sarah Silverman's character than trying to get him to what he used to be and he he's not wanting to wanting to go for it at all. But yeah. That would that would would have been the only downside in my eyes as well. But, I didn't realize on this rewatch just how well written the script is. Like it mm-hmm. like there's just a lot of uh strings that really get tied up in the end. Uh, just great character moments. Some of it's probably ad libs or improvised by Jack Black, but it just yeah. It's so well written that it's just like, how is this? You know, this should not be as good as it is, but it, right. you know, you enjoy was, it. Was this a Nickelodeon movie? I know, like, um, no, no, no this one wasn't. Okay, no. If anything, MTV Productions might have had something to do with it. I think it was MTV. Yeah. 
Yeah, but there's the funny... just so many good one-liners. Oh my <laughs> like, god! One of the first thing I was like, "Would you tell Picasso to sell his guitars?" I was like, "I forgot about that." <laughs> the one that really got me on this time was when uh, he takes the kids to the audition. He says, "Yeah, they have a stick it to the manitis." <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, if it's I like, mean, it's like it's like it's like a rare blood disease, but it's okay. They're gonna die. If I'm being serious, I had a hard time wanting to laugh at that scene because I'm like, oh my god, did they just use kids and terminal cancer? <laughs> yeah. Yes, they went there. It was well, a different okay. time back it was, then. It really was hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But when, yeah, when we got to that, I was like, I don't even remember this happening, but. The only reason I ended up laughing wasn't because of Jack Black selling it, honestly. It was them looking out the window and the kids just looking down in the dumps. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I think it's okay for me to laugh just a little bit. I I enjoyed when, um, so he sees that, you know, he he, obviously he takes the job for the money, but he sees that they're very musically inclined. So he tries to bring them back in and he's like, hey, look at this. You know, it's a guitar, you know, and he's like, cello. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like trying to explain to him like what what i'm trying to do is very similar to what you guys are already doing so let's just you know and Transition. he's he's trying to make it seem like that, he's wanting to further their musical education when you know obviously you, we all know the story that, that's a great that is a really great scene where they just they take he takes their strengths and just applies them to the different um instruments right so so Craig, what you're saying is is that he is a user of children and he technically was an abuser. Uh that scene a, a, an adult in position abusing kill, kids for his own gain. That scene where he's just like at the parent teacher conference where he says, Your kids touched me, and I'm pretty sure I've touched them. It's just like what? everyone just straight face perfectly. Like man. Like, how did they get that scene at all? How many takes did it take for just no one to break? I don't know, but that, that would have been really difficult, especially with him telling, telling the lines. Or even when the principal comes in and he's like, oh, yeah, that's that's my guitar. She heard music and he was using the music to, you know, learn about math. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, math is a wonderful thing. <laughs> I, bro, the, these yeah. kids are looking at you like we aren't two, bro. We are not two. Man, it's just okay. uh, there's I just mean, there's not many dead moments in it. It's it's a very no. the movie changes pace a lot. You know, it's it's the same story, but you get different tidbits here and there of of the movie where it's like it it has a different feeling. So you're never dull with even though the the story is very simple. You're, you're never dull yeah. with what's going on on screen because of the way they no. cut it up. And looking back at it, I'm kind of glad that they didn't win Battle of the Bands because yeah. it it the whole lesson he's been teaching throughout the whole movie is, you know, that he itself is win. a lesson. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, the encore is really the success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just doing one year you play. Yeah, doing one great rock show can change the world. And the, yeah, I agree with you. I'm glad they didn't win. Uh, um. And the encore when they do ACDCs, it's a long way to the top. Is that's that just perfect summarizes the whole like the, being in that type of world almost. Which I mean, you know, um, going with Angus Young's style is already kind of a hard enough thing to do because he 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 did bring quite a bit. There was some stuff he did that was kind of simple, 
But there was a lot of stuff he, that he did that was just very complex, very, very good. I mean, honestly, a- ACDC. I only like my Angus slides. medium rare, sir. <laughs> but this one's Angus Young. Uh, I like it. Um, no, I, I, I think I like I like what you say, Craig. There's so many just moments in this movie, even the. I pledge allegiance to the band where he gets all the kids to like the pledge to say, Hey, you're not gonna, we're not yeah. gonna tell anyone, you're Snitch. not gonna fight me. <laughs> yeah. And that's just a great scene. It's just that's, that's what I made you guys do before you, you know, got on. I pledge allegiance to the pod. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, is this, so is this new or <laughs> I, I was you, you just don't remember, Ed, because of the drink. Right. <laughs> Another, you know, Look, kind Cosby. of. Another kind of subplot of this movie that I really enjoyed is, you know, obviously he's there for his own self gain, but when he's there and he kind of realizes who these kids are and what they are, you know, he, he, he's kind of like, you know, I can help them. They can help me. And he really helps to bring them out of their shell because they're all, you know, they're, they're paid prep students. You know, their, their parents yeah. are kind of, they're harsh on them. It's like, no, only do work, only do this. You don't need to do anything musically. And he's able to bring them out of their shell. And I think you can almost kind of relate to that at that age. It's like, you know, there's, there's things that I really enjoy, but I feel like it may not be cool enough. You know, he he talks to the guys like playing the piano is really cool. And he gives them the soundtrack to go listen to it. And he's like, these dudes rip. And I think you're, you're able to watch that and be like, you know, it doesn't really matter what other people think is cool because there's there's plenty of people that do what maybe that person has their sights set on and they're able to kind of just like put their their sights on that and not the negativity uh, of what other people might think and to go off and to go off to that the when he does the uh speech about the man it's just like like mm-hmm. look life sucks you know someone's going to come and tell come in here and tell you you can't do something and you know you can either accept it and move on or just try to, you know, what he teaches them later on is just like, just do what you're passionate about and, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll win at life. I had a, and I'm so glad that Ella and Craig, you both kind of brought up the same thing, but different levels because of us watching this movie now, as we have a kid and Mm. uh, I I love those two bring-ups and you definitely feel in one moment, you know, Hey, I watched this at 13, but now watching it 20 years later, um, I have a nine-year-old daughter and I, right before this movie, probably about a day before yesterday, she asked me why life is so hard. And I like, it was so touching. I didn't know how to explain it. Um, I'm not going to tell the speech over, over the podcast, but it, it took me a minute. And then honestly, I kind of looked down and I'm like, we're doing a Jack Black movie. Let me steal something from Jack Black. And it, it, and the movie you, you laugh, Zach, but the movie it's helped. Hard, but it's true. Yeah. It did. It, it helped me. I just heard you say, I believe the children are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go I, I, I didn't break into a song, um, but it, it, was, it was kind of the same thing. You know, he said to, to the kids at the end, and it's just, uh, it's so cool how we're watching this movie 20 years later, and we can relate yeah. on both sides of the ball. Ed, yeah. Zach, you guys will get there one day. You really, you really just see the like pivotal turning points that he makes, like in very specific scenes. Like you can kind of just see his reality crashing down around him when he's trying to look for other band members, and he's just like 
caught listening people telling him he's the worst and then it's like they go to the first battle of the band's audition and he's just trying to take care of these kids and keep them motivated and then whenever yeah. freddie's like not even in the group anymore and he goes and like runs down the guys that they're partying with like he's a 10 year old kid like do yeah. better yeah. And so you really see him actually having a more mature mindset yeah. about what he's doing. Be a responsible adult. <laughs> and, you know, and there's, there's, you know, we grew up watching kind of movies like this and we're able to, like you said, go back and, and see the other side of the ball now. And I think it helps because, you know, I don't want to kind of speak for everybody and how they grew up, but growing up, you know, my parents were always like supportive but it felt like they were like, you know, kind of one way supportive. And I think being able to watch this and understand how we felt as a kid compared to now, it's like you can still be supportive of, of somebody with like, you know, encourage them to do what they want to do and be the best at what they want to do. And it's like, even if it's not, you know, I don't know. It's just like these, these movies that we were able to see, it's like, it really helps us kind of see the the field instead of like yeah. a narrow lane of how to be successful in life. And so I, I think that's one of the greatest things about this movie is it, it, it's, it helps you see the field yeah. of being, being able to parent. Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Especially whenever like, um, Oh, which was Zach, whenever his dad was talking to him and you yeah. can just really yeah. tell yeah. why Zach was so afraid in class. And it like, broke my heart because yeah. now you have that kid and you're like i hope i'm not doing that to my kid right right well but then you get that really cool scene of like uh what really pisses you off and he starts playing the guitars just like you know just to just to relate to them on their level it really really works and it's just like look you know people they're gonna piss you off and you just have to go just go with it gotta tell them to step out yes yeah step <laughs> out. <laughs> Johnny, I wanted to get your opinion real quick. You know, uh -oh. I think one of the thing, uh -oh. one of the thing that kind of surprises me each time I watch it is that this is a Richard Linklater movie. You know, he did Days to Confuse, the Before Trilogy, um, all these different wide range, boyhood, wide ranging movies. Does this? It doesn't feel like his type of film, but I think the direction of it really, it really tells in in, the, in his in his form. Boyhood, Before Trilogy. You haven't seen them. Boyhood's a good, very movie. good. I, very I, I good, recommend very good it. films. Um, this this has uh, this doesn't this is not going to sound right, but it has a touch of Boyhood in it. Yeah. If that if that well, makes pause, sense. pause. <laughs> it, it has a touch of that. The Before trilogy. That's a different no. kind of masterpiece right there. But um, yeah, you know when I when I was I kept doing the research a few years ago, and even for today, I'm like, yeah, it definitely does not feel something on his level. But I don't think it was. I don't think it was really meant to. I think this was somebody to take a Jack Black idea and a Mike idea and give it the direction it needed. Now, could this have been on a? Could this have been a funny movie with director Dennis Dungan or uh, Dungeon, who's you know Big Daddy Sandler stuff? I think he could have directed something like this, and it could have been still funny. Um, but uh, some of the the it feels moments, I don't think would have been. As quite as if powerful, it was as powerful, yeah. yeah. I think another thing this movie did a really good job of was, you know, even watching it as a kid, it's like 
It's like, well, I don't have a spot in the band. And he's like, yeah, but yeah. you're going to make the graphics for the band. The band yeah. doesn't look as good if it's a blank wall. It's like, just because you're not in the band doesn't mean that you don't have a major role to play. And I think that kind of speaks to people who might feel like, okay, I'm not a part of the, the, the main thing. It's like, you can, you still make the, the train go by being yeah. a part of it, regardless of where you're at. And I think it helps it, it you know, it might've helped kids kind of see the bigger picture. Like I can still fit in and still feel like I'm, I'm worth something. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the, the entire thing. Yeah, that's good. Next week, uh, for its twentieth anniversary, we're getting a four K release still book. So we'll be I'll probably be pick picking that. It is yeah, not four K, Zach. It is Blu Ray only. Oh well, that's disappointing. But still, I saw that. The fact the fact that they're doing a still book twentieth anniversary is is cool. I wish they had done the twentieth anniversary union and put it on the Blu Ray. I think that would have been really cool. But you know, if it's, it's Paramount, Paramount does really good. Uh, 20th anniversaries for their physical media release. Yeah, Johnny, that Spider-Man across the 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 Spider or whichever the second one. When you picked it up at Walmart, was it Blu-ray only? I believe it was Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Piss me off. Yeah, but it looks to me it looks a lot better than the Best Buy exclusive. Yeah, the Steelbook or the yeah the Steelbook. Yeah, the I, inside I, of it I think too. the I think the Walmart Steelbook looks better than the Best Buy Steelbook. Yeah, I agree, but also it's not 4K. But. Um, favorite scene, guys. Ella, do you want to start us off? Is there a scene that kind of sticks out to you more than others? Yeah, um, we had already talked about it, but when the kids are, when Jack Black's like, just tell me how you feel. How would you tell a boy to stop? And they just all start saying the worst things. Yeah. I can't even uh, think of them, but just kids saying cuss words yeah. it's just always hilarious to me <laughs> i'm gonna go with um when he sees the kids playing classical music and he's just like oh really and then he brings them back and he gets everyone like the he does that members whole... just yeah the eye the eye <laughs> thing eye roll he thing is goes cool. running and then he gets he gets the kids that knows how to play and kind of teaches them like hey these are the same instruments just in a different fashion and then uh the actual school of rock show where they actually do the the song is is a great sequence. Yeah. What about you, Craig? Um, mine kind of lines up with you, except it's not the instruments itself. It's him giving them the the artist or music oh. that kind of fits them to make them realize, like, hey, this is what I could potentially be or sound like. Yeah. What about you, Ed? I would have to say the uh, the end songs. I uh, just because of knowing that they actually did play that live, you know, uh, that was very, very cool. Um, knowing that those songs weren't necessarily easy to play either. Um, another part right there. And it just kind of got you feeling a little good for that matter. Cause yeah. yeah, they were, they were good songs for that matter. So yeah, man, the ending, ending songs were, to, in my opinion, best. So well, and the fact that one's a real a cover of a real song, and then the the actual song that the they made together is is kind of is cool. Yeah, that is definitely like the favorite scene. Was like that one's going to be talked about for sure. 
yeah it's just so good and it's just like even the parents seeing them like your son's so talented and they kind of are just like seeing each other for the first time because they're all too busy to even care about their kids for the most part like and i like the realization on their faces like yeah yeah so is yours they're they're really good and and that's the that's the thing right there because it kind of sucks when you've got a a a want to do something and you no one believes in you no one wants you to do it or you know things are against you somehow some way and when it's coming down from a parent especially it it really can suck and then all of a sudden once they finally get to see like you and your kind of edge or area or your, your 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 niche it's just like and they're just like oh shit favorite scenes i would probably say when he takes the principal out to go get a beer i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> um he's like oh tv mix he's like then, that's how i'm gonna do it probably um when i carly comes up to him and says she doesn't want to be a uh, a groupie a groupie because she she looked it up and figured out what it was. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, any t- anytime he's coaching and just getting along with the kids, which is throughout the, the movie. Um, yeah, I, I can think of those right off the top of my head. So it's like he, we... every time he gives a role, it's it, it really does feel like he's just coming up with it at the top of his head like oh you can be the manager it's the most important job and the kid that asked if he could just be the stylist he's like you do it yep star rating i think this is going to be a pretty highly rated movie um yep. zach your pick you go first 10 out of 10 i i'm kind of, i kind of beat myself up because i i this is just slightly out of my top 10 favorite movies of all time on this rewatch it would definitely be top five maybe top six through ten maybe even top five it's oh, a wow. great film has a great great message jack black is awesome the kids are awesome and it's just one that you know i may not want to watch all the time but when i do i, I have a freaking blast watching it so 10 out of 10 <clears throat> uh everything you said I, I completely agree but the one thing i really really agree with you on is maybe something i'm not going to want to pick and watch every day so i'm going to give it an eight uh i still think it's a very highly laughable film very enjoyable um, just not my go-to Jack Black. Eight. Ella? What about you? Go ahead, Ella. Yeah. I really would say a 10 as well. I mean, there's really just no slow parts. I mean, it's all just funny and it, you're not bored ever. Um, like I, I don't really don't think I see myself watching it every day, but it's definitely one of those feel good movies that I can see myself picking up more often even going forward because I forgot how much of a great movie it is. Yeah. Good. And then the conversation makes it that much more enjoyable. Yeah. Craig? What about you? I'll go ahead, Craig. Yeah. The 10. I mean, I, I think I made it well known in the, at the start <laughs> that it was going to be a 10. Um, this so is not 5.5. Uh, 10 plus 5.5? Um, it's just one of those movies that... Um, you know, for the longest time, it kind of snuck under the radar, and then I rewatched it one time, and now it's it's up there with like Pitch Perfect um, and some of these other movies with my family. It's one that we can always sit down, and if we can't decide on a movie, it's it's one of those. So, yeah. What about you, Ed? 
I'm going to have to go ahead and say an eight as well. This is one of those movies that you can watch several times. Uh, It's one of those that you probably do want or have in your collection as well. And it's just overall a great movie. Um, Like I said, it's one of the... One of the ones that, when you think Jack Black, this is one of the three that I first first think of, you know, other than Tenacious D and uh, Macho Libre. Yeah. So, yeah. Before we get out of here, I just sent you guys a link <coughs> to a YouTube video of, uh, it's. I just put, it's just Conan and Jack Black's guitar battle. It's classic Jack Black, but just watch it. It's just one, it's one of the funniest things ever. So. That sounds wonderful. I'm gonna watch it right now. Pretty, 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 pretty high, high ratings for uh, School of Rock. Uh, again, like Zach said, if you guys want to check it out, I believe it's on Paramount Plus. Um, yep. You can you get can watch it free on YouTube. Free on YouTube. Uh, Blu-ray Steelbook comes out next week. Regular Blu-ray is already out there. Go check it out at the library. Um, speaking of Paramount Plus, I believe that's also where you can check out our next subject matter. Uh, next week we finish. The Star Trek conversation. Um, we've done 09 into darkness, and now it is Star Trek Beyond from 2016. JJ um, Abrams did not direct this one, so I want to see how our opinions fit from the other two that we talked about in September and August. Um, but we end, guys, can you believe we, we're ending September already next month? September's done, Star Trek Beyond next week, and then we do, um, I only have two horror movies named for October. The other two will be named uh, later this week. That's oh. The Birds. Yes. The, 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 the first week of October, we're talking about The Birds. And then the second week of October, we're talking The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003. Um, the Birds and the Bees? The Birds and the Bees. You got some honey on your knees. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so that's that's what we're talking about next week is Star Trek Beyond um guys if you did not catch at the beginning of the episode i got some certificates san marcos gift certificates were given away okc soda behind me all what? this stuff is being you given away all you have to do is go follow the social media i'm giving away a digital copy of air all these giveaways are coming up soon it's the end summer giveaway just go and follow the social media for all the chances to win um just hang Uh-oh. out Craig's online. What's up, Craig? I already follow. <laughs> Can I get one? Of course. <laughs> follow, like, subscribe. Um, we're giving away a bunch of stuff. So it's the end summer giveaway. It's the official last week of summer, guys. So go sign up. Go follow the social medias. You can win. I got cases upon cases of OKC soda. I got 50 bucks to San Marcos. 50 bucks is good eating, okay? Mm. Go follow and win some prizes. If you go on Wednesday, it's five dollar margaritas, fifty dollars worth of margaritas. Somebody's having boy, you get lit. Exactly. Somebody's, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's going to jail that night. If, and, if, if and, and Alex hooks to, up the tequila in those margaritas, my man. If, if you didn't does. go to, if you didn't go and get messed up at the Jelly Roll concert last night, which I heard was off the hook, <laughs> go and get some five dollar margaritas. San Marcos Mexican restaurant. Today's Wednesday. As soon as you get done listening and watching this, go to San Marcos and get some $5 margaritas. There you go. Next week, just go to San Marcos, listen (laughs) to the podcast while you drink margaritas. Right. There you go. Um, 
And you know what? Uh, I, I had a great conversation with some some sponsors today. Mike from OKC Soda. He will be on some episodes in November. They have some huge news, huge new product coming out of OKC Soda. He will be Ooh. on in November to talk all about it. He's picking his own movie. He's picking the conversation. He's going to come on, and we're going to talk movies with him in November. Um, again, guys, it's not like it's far away. November is just four weeks away already, five weeks away. Um, so, guys, before we put the final nail in the coffin in Jack Black and School of Rock, is there anything else you guys want to add to today's episode before we get out of here? Go out, learn something new, learn a musical instrument. I mean, don't wrong. You can't, you cannot get over the even, benefits of that. Even the triangle. Ding. Uh, yeah, dude, learn the freaking cowbell. Need more cowbell. You it know, something. To rewatch it. My my son was like, "Can we get out the music instruments and finish that movie?" <coughs> Absolutely. Does you the, know, does the count? I mean, shoot, as long as you're trying. And if you're Edward's neighbors, I have headphones for sale. Plenty of headphones. <laughs> I've got earplugs, man. I, I, I've got range earplugs. So, you know, you just squeeze them, push them in, you're good to go. doesn't even matter. I mean, if, if y'all want to come over and play some guitar, I got you. I don't play I'm not guitar. falling for that trap again. <laughs> that's, again. That's not like a story that hasn't been told yet. <laughs> that's a that's a story yet to be told in the mythology of the sh of the podcast. <laughs> oh, thirty um, for thirty. No, no, no 30 more for, about School thirty for Mark, thirty. So, uh, <laughs> are you guys excited about Star Trek next week? Paramount Plus chapter. Uh, I'm interested to 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 check this one out again. Uh, it's been a while, but from what I recall, I, this one wasn't really one that uh, stuck out to me. So, Craig, me, we'll you went and seen it in the theater at Harkins. Pretty sure I saw this in the theaters at Harkins as well. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was in the theaters as well. That was when Johnny was working there. We were seeing a movie every other day. Every other day. Am I the only every one that movie. hasn't seen this then? So go, go check it out. Paramount Plus. I believe it's also on the Voodoo. Um, guys, we went a little long today, uh, but I think it was fun. I think we had a great conversation, great cover piece, um, great subject matter, fun top five. Uh until next time, I think uh, I think that's going to do it here. Last week was our fifth anniversary. We talked Batman, The Mask of the Phantasm. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that episode. We also talked to actor Zach Shear. This week was hella fun. School of Rock. Next week, Star Trek Beyond right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Say later. Later. <laughs>